began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves. And Justin, they've delayed Lord of the Rings Gollum. Oh, no! (laughs) That is... That is the story of the most consequence of the week for our podcast. So, okay, let me, uh, listener, maybe you don't know this. Uh, I edit out every time we talk about Lord of the Rings, maybe 15 minutes of our show. Seriously. No, seriously. Last week we talked about Lord of the Rings. Uh, Some of it made it in the show, but like 15 minutes of us just talking about the books and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, when, when this news came up today, I was like, oh, well, there's the intro for us. Uh, this didn't come. This is not news today. Today is the what thirty first, and this is this happened on the twenty seventh. Um, so here's so basically when this news broke, uh, and I'm looking at the article from Polygon.com. The Lord of the Rings Gollum delayed until twenty twenty two. This uh. is by Austin Go- uh, Goslin. Um, I realized, I mean, and we sort of talked about this on our most anticipated games of the year <laughs> episode uh, in reference to Lord of the Rings Gollum. Um, I don't know anything about this game and some people were calling it a Prince of Persia like, so like a free running puzzle game with a little bit of combat and stealth, which sounds, I don't, it plays into the, into the problem I had with the original concept where it's like, does anyone want to be Gollum? Like what is, I, I know he lives to be like what, five, 600 years old, but like, what is the story here that needs to be told? Cause I assume it's not going when he hangs out with the Hobbit says, I mean, it could be his, the time in between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings when he gets tortured and captured. It could be that um, maybe it's his descent into being the uh, cave dweller that we know. There is some time between when he, um, you know, finds the one ring to when he hides underground. That is true. So. That is true. In 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 the in the movies, if we remember at the beginning of Return of the King, we do get an extended um not monologue, what's the word? Montage of him s- slowly turning from Andy Circus into the CGI golem that we know today. Uh where you watch real life Andy Circus. Uh I assume it's not a real raw fish, but by golly, it looks like him taking a big old bite out of a raw fish and and sort of squeezing it through his uh, gaping maw of a mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and it it, is... it's it's made me regret eating sushi ever. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know, I, and I know, like that CG was good at the time, but like it's still pretty jarring seeing him like as like a oh. human with makeup. To all of a sudden, it's like the CG version. Oh yes, yes, yes. Because that's the thing. I think the CG holds up actually pretty well. But that switch from being like, okay, that's a real person wearing makeup to yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, it is is a tragedy that that the Prince of Persia like stealth game Lord of the Rings: Colon Gollum has been pushed to twenty twenty. I just don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, man, I guess I'm just gonna have to. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna play a single video game until that game comes out. I'm. I'm gonna have to say for content purposes, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, and also like enjoyment of life because <laughs> it's the one thing we go got. Still it's the can't one go thing. Outside. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, we're we're not talking about Lord of the Rings today. Even though ugh, I wish we could, I really wish we could. When that game comes out, we're gonna have like four episodes devoted to the Lord of the Rings. I, I will pre-order it, pre-download, midnight play oh, it till I beat it. I, I'm so excited to play this game because I just need to see what it is. <laughs> but no, we're not we're not talking about Lord of the Rings anymore today. Unfortunately, no. This is Hitbox. <laughs> Hey, 
Welcome to Hitbox, episode 28. That's a uh, substantial number here for two people doing something week to week to week to week to week to week 28 times. My name is Peter Hunt Spitzek, the bad boy of gaming. And with me, as always, is Justin Matkovich, the... You, you really sounded out my name there. <laughs> yeah, because well, last week I fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was embarrassing for me, and... Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I got it right, and I couldn't. Co- I couldn't come up with a with a name for you. The yeah, no, I thought you froze it. for half a minute. You were just like the. Uh, no, because I, I was gonna say, here's the thing: no, nothing, no matter what I said there, it was gonna be inappropriate. It got was it. gonna feel like it, it wouldn't like technically be wrong, but it would have felt yeah. gross and yeah. bad. No. So I, j- I just didn't go there for our sake and our listeners' sake, <laughs> mostly for, mostly for your sake. Thank to be you. I appreciate you. that. Oh, you're so welcome. So Justin, we've got we've got some stuff to talk about, but before we get in there, please, what are you playing? <laughs> he seems so what like defeated. <laughs> I just the world is so whack, and I just want to talk about video. Games. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, I've been playing a couple things this week. One of them, um, one of my favorite things to do on Game Pass, which by the way, do you, do you have that yet? Uh, not yet. Cool, I'm getting cool, there. Cool. Just you know, just checking in weekly on that. But I like to see the games that are leaving. Um, Game Pass because it's like yeah. one of those things that I have no interest in playing half of these games until they're leaving and then I'm like oh yeah right. I play that real quick so one of the games that's leaving uh, probably tomorrow maybe <laughs> at the beginning of the month uh, is called Death Gambit have you ever heard or played that game before is the logo like a like a dragon kind of going like curved like on a pole on a stick Um, no idea about that <laughs> I mean, the logo when you pulled up on your Xbox, or I guess you're not on Xbox, uh, your PC. Let me. It looks like a guy's face on my desktop. Um, but Death Gambit is a uh, it's a 2D Dark Souls like type of game. Nope. Um, uh, in which you basically this. start off. Yeah, yeah. It it's a game. You start off. You you basically make a deal with the devil um, to save your soul. Uh, you just got to complete some tasks for him, uh, and then basically you're going home and seeing what happened to your family. And again, 2D, nice little kind of like fun drawing style. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those 2D Souls games, is as much as mm-hmm. I can say about it. But it is really fun. And I do have to, I, I was thinking in my head, like, why is a game like this more fun to me than something like Dead Cells or another one of these kind of like roguelike games? And I just yeah. think it's like, you feel the progress of it a little bit more immediate. And I know in like a Hades, you, you have you do have progress between missions and stuff right, like that. Right. I just feel like there's something about exploring a world and pushing yourself out a little bit further each time. And this one just does a good job of like getting me to, uh, I feel like I'm making good progress and I feel like I'm getting stronger and I feel like I'm controlling what I want to do in a way that those roguelike games maybe don't necessarily. I don't know. I just like how this game started. I played it for like two hours. Um, unfortunately, I will not be able to beat it by the time. <laughs> By the time it leaves Game Pass tomorrow, they made like a big announcement about the games leaving Game Pass, and like one of them was Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, and I was, I was like, you gave us like a week, <laughs> to prepare. like, like if you wanted to check that game out, good, I mean, buy it because you got a week, and good luck with Final Fantasy 15 there. Yeah, you got a whole Turtle Mountain to beat, but uh, it's a fun little game. Um, I like it. Uh, the game I want to compare it to is Salt and Sanctuary, and I like mm-hmm. this better than Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, I think it oh, just gotcha. controls a little bit better, um, and it's. There's some interesting, like puzzly things to do in it. Um, so mm-hmm. I, you know, check it out if you got if if you're listening to this uh, 
before it leaves and you have Game Pass, which is impossible because we don't release this. I was going to say, spoiler alert, you won't be. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure you can check it out if if that's your thing. Yeah, uh, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned a 2D like Souls like or rogue like. Uh, game. This is not a roguelike, but uh, I talked about this a few weeks ago. I started Hollow Knight a few weeks ago, mm. and I was like, "Yeah, it's okay. Like, sure, yeah." I, I got it as a uh, on recommendation of literally anyone who's ever played it. Um, but I pretty much figured like, and the reason I say like I bring it up in this category here is because people compare it to Dark Souls. I would say it's it's kind of yes, but also like I would really really say not because I understand Hollow Knight and the systems going on. Dark Souls is like completely unknowable, <laughs> but like, like, like I I bounced off it and I was like, yeah, okay. I played like two hours. Like, I I get it. I think this isn't for me. And then something clicked, and I've played it for fifteen hours. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. It's a good it's game. It's on Switch. I'm I'm playing it on the Switch, so which makes it really easy to just pick up and go. I'm currently stuck on a boss that is um just wiping the floor with me, but I it just got to level up. I just got to get those get those gains. Things. Yeah. <laughs> um I think like with Hollow Knight the it's it's like I know when people like mix these genres together it doesn't always do it justice, but it really mm. is like this middle point between a Metroidvania and a Dark Souls type of game. Yeah. And I think it's like part of the, you know, the dying, the tough bosses, the basic combat stuff does remind me a little bit of the Dark Souls. But I think the more exploratory stuff, even though you have your Dark Souls that is like a kind of exploring of it, it does feel more like that Metroidvania with your save points and like how you expand the map and like you get upgrades to travel more places. Because I think the upgrades in this game really are what make it that Metroidvania because the places you think you never can reach or that you can only reach at the beginning of the game, eventually you get the cool new uh, exploring tools to get around that world uh in a more effective way yeah and and like the thing is and i'm just literally describing what a metroidvania is but for whatever (laughs) but for whatever reason this one clicks for me and and others don't like every time you get that new power you're like oh yeah oh i'm going back i'm going back and and re-exploring all the different places um i am enjoying it immensely yeah uh and again when i first started i was like yeah i get it and then now i'm like i need to play this more <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute it's cute i like the the animation oh it's, it's i think it's a beautiful looking game um and just a cool world uh, just cool stuff but yeah what, what else you got what else are you um i've been playing uh I, i've been making it an effort and i know this sounds like baby steps but i want to try to play yakuza like a dragon for an hour or two every week um because mm-hmm. that that's a mammoth of a game to finish um and uh, I it, the story is just so good and how they were tying everything together and it's just so interesting and you know I, I think the characters are uh, really great Ichiban Kasuga is one of my favorite protagonists ever he's just like he's the he's the embodiment of positivity through 2021 <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know um, and uh, the the part I'm reaching to in that game though is I really started to hit the first step of the difficulty spike where now like the combat I actually have to like use buffs and think about it very carefully Mm -hmm. it's not impossible yet but I have heard that once you get to a certain chapter like chapter 12 there is this huge spike and right now I'm like two levels below most of like the boss enemies that I'm that I'm like fighting which makes it difficult but not impossible but I can tell that it's getting to that point when I gotta start grinding a little bit more than I than I like and I still wish I could play this on my Switch. Like every yeah. game. Like every game. <laughs> like every game. Yeah, no, I, w- 
I, I want to return to Yakuza. It's just like it's such a big game, and finding that free time is is not always. And and I like, hate to say doable. this, but the combat really isn't engaging until you get to like twenty five hours in. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, that's the thing. It's it's a good game though, and I will finish it someday. Maybe not this day. Back, but a, a day. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah 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 wait you mentioned uh, lord I, of the rings cut that you said we weren't talking about yeah, it again okay. i purposely removed that from my vocabulary i deleted it you you removed everything related to lord of the rings it's gone i feel like i'm processing at a faster pace now yeah okay well <laughs> that's the thing I, that is filling up a lot of my memory <laughs> can't remember like certain important people's birthdays like in my life but <laughs> but lord of the i rings? remember i remember what tom bombadil told those little hobbits I remember. <laughs> um, so in, in addition to that, and I'll be brief about this, I'm, I'm still working on Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that sort of slowed down as I have discovered how much I like Hollow Knight, but uh, it's still a good game, and I'm planning on finishing it in the next week or so here. And I've been playing a lot of Apex. Um, new season drops. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be yesterday. But um, it's a great game, and I, I am having a really good time with it. <laughs> Trying to get good. Trying to watch those tip vi- tip videos and I can't wait till it comes out on Switch, you know. Yeah, that'll be the optimal place to play. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was supposed to be out by now, but obviously, there's uh, COVID. I I think there's probably bigger issues than just COVID on getting that to the Switch. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at like something like Fortnite. Fortnite works okay, but I think it's different as a first person shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for that new season. So, Justin. We both played a game this week. I, well, I was playing it last week when we talked. But you played, and I can't believe it, you told me you finished The Medium. Yeah, finished it. Now, when I initially said, hey, let's play The Medium for this week, so it came out on Thursday, today's Sunday, uh, and I told you, like, hey, just so you know, you don't have to play a lot of it. Like, play enough to the point where you are kind of like, I get it, because you do. Like, that's all there is to it. it. Is you finishing it in, what, three days an endorsement a ringing endorsement of this game no no uh i would say me finishing it in three days has to do with content for a podcast because it got to a point where you know i was just kind of like i think i this is an attainable game for me to finish before we record Mm -hmm. and then i'm glad i did because i do think some of the more interesting conversation parts about it will be a little bit of the spoilery stuff uh because it's hard to talk about any of the plot of this game without getting to those spoilers with it um, but you know, it, you know, before we get into that full discussion, uh, I definitely think it's a game worth playing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, my rec, I, I, I would not recommend this game personally. Uh, like I was so, and here's what sucks. I was so excited for it. I was so excited for it. I was like, okay, this is going to be the first like series X and, you know, higher end PC game or I guess series X and S, but like this isn't coming to the Xbox one. Your your old your old ass crusty system is not elite enough to handle all of these uh, ray traced <laughs> reflections and the dual like reality system and whatever. And then I started playing it and I was like, okay, it's kind of slow. And then I was like, well, may, uh, maybe it's a slow burn, but uh, you need you need heat to make a to make a slow burn. There is one time in the entire game that I was, and, and this is so, like, obviously so subjective, um, 
Well, I, I found it really boring and not scary at all. I, I, there was one time that scared me, and it was a jump scare because you were looking at a peephole in a room, and then the face of the monster shows up before the monster shows shows up. Spoiler and, uh, alert. Yeah, well, that there's a monster? <laughs> yeah, man, watch the trailers. Troy Baker's having a great time. I know. When I found that out, that Troy Baker was just the monster, not even like one of the main characters, just the, the maw. Oh, oh, Justin. When I was playing this game, it was... It was. It, I was playing the medium, and then I was also playing a secret sub hidden game, which was detect which character is Troy Baker, which of the men character is Troy Baker, and spoiler alert, none of them. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was like, is it, is that him doing like not like the Joel Southern accent, but is it that him doing like a like a European sort of accent here? Uh, no, it's not. I have no idea who else is in the cast of this game, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was not Troy Baker because of of yeah. So. So you would you would say try it like try it in a finished way try it in a you got to see this way for what reason? It's on Game Pass. Yeah, I, again, yeah, okay. I hate I hate to be that guy and I hate to always do this, but I think you know um, when when we're thinking about the next generation, the reason I bought Dark Souls, uh, not Dark Souls, Demon Souls. The reason I bought that was just to see what what the the next gen has in store. Um, yeah. I really wanted to see that. And this is another one of those games that this is what next gen can look like from a graphical perspective. You don't like it. Uh, keep talking and we'll talk about it. Um, from like a graphical perspective, like this is what people are, are touting next gen can be. Do I think this game is the most beautiful game ever? I don't. But like this is what we got for next gen. Uh, this is something that is going to use the system to uh, a degree. Um, and <laughs> here's the funny thing I've, yeah. I've found out very quickly by playing this game. Cause my first maybe hour of this game, uh, was, uh, it's hard for me to admit this considering how much I spent on my computer. It was, was me getting it to run on my computer. <laughs> I heard it's, I heard it's not optimized well at all. <laughs> okay. So it, I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah. It might not be my computer, but I'm already like aware that I probably will not be able to play this game at 60 frames per second, ray traced, highest quality and everything. I, that's not mm-hmm. the computer I built. That's not what I was doing, but it was, it was rough to get going to get it to work yeah. on my computer. And, um, you know, I, I it kind of opened the door to what I think this generation is going to be eventually, um, mm-hmm. because I feel like these setting toggles and these these things about ma- optimizing it for whatever version of the Xbox or PlayStation you have uh, is going to be something that we're going to have to do to make it run optimally. It's not you can't simply say you're just going to put it into your system. And it's going to work anymore. I think right. there are going to be for forever more on consoles the levels of how good you want it to work. What is your choice? Performance, graphics, um, 60, 120 frames per second, whatever it is, and like that was one of the big things that really prevented me from getting into this game quicker was setting up my computer for that. And for those of you wondering, I'm I'm running a, a 270 GTX, so like not a not, it's not like a bad graphics card. It's just not one you'd expect. Um, it's not one you do for a 4K uh, ray tracing type of game. Got it. Okay. And, that, yeah, and by not... the way, that graphics card was still like over five hundred dollars. Jeez, I'm not. <laughs> computers computers are like so like unknowably complex to me, um, but I didn't. I mean, I'm playing this on the Series X, and you know, you're talking about next gen, and uh, may, okay, maybe I could see like it looks like a next gen game, not in the cutscenes and like sort of just in the atmosphere. And I guess I could give it to you. 
but like the cutscenes are so bad. I had characters popping in and out every single time the camera angle changed. Um, I mean, I, I have a theory about this, by the way, the, the voice of may, what's Marianne. her name? Mary Ann. Oh my gosh. I played it. <laughs> I played it last week and I don't remember this. Um, her, so I, I think her performance is fine. I think the script isn't very good. Um, but her, like, the facial dubbing is really bad, yep. and I think it's because it's Polish. I think they did the, they think they just did one for the Polish version of the game. I tried to switch it over to the Polish version, uh, but I think the review copy that I had didn't have that. Oh, I didn't accessible. Yeah, and I think I think that was one of the things. And it, it's funny that you're mentioning this too, having played it on the Series X, which again is what you would uh, would expect should be able to run this in its best form. Because when I first started playing the game. And they have that cutscene of, of her, this is not a spoiler, but her running to the lake and the, it all started with the girl and the whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that ran so poorly on my computer. Mm-hmm. And every time there was a cutscene, it looked like it was missing a bunch of frames and chugging. But it sounds yeah. like from what you're saying, it wasn't just my computer. No. And and like, I mean, textures are popping in. Yeah. And like, because and, and so here's the thing. Like what I'm trying to say is, you know, it might look next gen in screenshots but i would not i would absolutely not say that this is a next gen experience like sitting there i was like this feels like an xbox one game and i'll say this like bloober team is an independent studio obviously they have some of that microsoft money coming to them as this is a you know a microsoft exclusive and all that but um you know they are an independent studio so they do get a pass on this sort of stuff this isn't going to look like uh, you know i think games like the last of us or god of war or whatever those obviously have a higher budget and bigger teams and, and all that kind of stuff. However, I, I don't think it looks good when you're playing it. And, and I think a lot of the, like even the bot, like not even just the facial animations, but like the capture is not very good of her doing like everyday tasks. And I thought, I, I again, I thought the script was really bad. That doesn't really account for next gen. Cause I think they wanted to get like Jesse Faden from control because I think you have a character so with Jesse Faden, first of all, all she says are platitudes of like, the darkness is scary, but what's even scarier is what's under the bed. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and and that's what that's what Marianne in this whole game is narrating about like life is sometimes harder when you don't have your shoes tied. And you're like okay but the thing with jesse faden is she is she is the audience insert character right where she is introduced to this really weird weird world and so when weird stuff starts going on she she tells us like hey this is kind of bizarre i mean we know it's kind of bizarre but she like reinforces hey this is weird with marianne it's unclear what is scary what is unnatural every time she enters the um like the spirit world she seems to be like really afraid of what's happening in there but it's also like she's like i've been you know this has happened since i was a kid and it's like so is this regular day-to-day stuff like are you seeing this all the time or like what's the whole deal with that does that make sense like i just i didn't think the world building was particularly good i didn't think the characters were good or anything i also don't know anything about polish history which this game assumes you know a lot about (laughs) so i i guess my counter to that is i think this story is actually, and again, we're not going to go into spoilers yet. This right. this story is way more simplistic than I think some of the other like almost influences or easy comparisons. Like I think Control is a good example. Like that game is intentionally obtuse. 
Yes. Um, uh, another game that I kept thinking a lot about as I was playing this game, Alan Wake. I think that yeah. game is a little intentionally obtuse. Mm-hmm. I feel like this game, it almost starts off a little bit like that, like you think that's where right, it's going. Right, But as you go throughout the story, it's actually much more simplistic and tighter. Tighter is the wrong word because that sounds like yeah, it's, it's more intentional. But the story itself, I think, is pretty simple. Like, it's not complicated. I think you can get through an explanation of what happens in the story pretty easily. But the world around all of it is uh, the interesting part. Yeah. It's hard to talk. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go into Justin, spoilers? Let's go into spoilers. Because yeah, I, I, I have some or, questions about the plot that I didn't understand. Or, or real quick. So... Yeah. Um, bef- yeah. Before we go into that, do you want to talk about like the other game studios and like what's going to happen next? Because I do think like we could talk about how this is disappointing as this is next gen. Because I think that's that's interesting. And then talk about where's Xbox going from here? Because this is what they were saying is going to be next gen, guys. This is this is our yes. exclusive. And then at the very end, we can go into the spoilers just in case people want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. So so where is Xbox going? Because again. I did not think this was a next gen experience. I like I thought it was quite bad in terms of experience and all that, which which you know lends itself to me not really liking the game. Um, but but I think some of that stuff is forgivable. I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I started that on an, an original base Xbox Quantum Break series uh, Xbox One, so I can forgive like frame rates and and texture pops and character load ins and whatever. So. So yeah, so what is what is the future of of Xbox here then? Yeah, cuz I I think like people were circling this game on the calendar because I was cuz this was like a game that is going to be the the big release, an exclusive, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. when you're thinking about like, hey, why would I buy an Xbox Series X or Series X? Wait, no, I said the same thing. Series S or Series X, you would yep. be like, this would be one of the games to do it. This is a game you mm-hmm. can only get here. This should be a game. Uh, this should be a game that makes you buy a system. Um, and when you're looking further than this game, there's not much. There's not many exclusives that are that are, are no. scheduled to come out for Xbox to make it worth you buying it. And I'm going to be honest. If this game wasn't on Game Pass, I don't think I would have bought it. Right. You know what right. I mean? And that's even before really knowing what reviews are. Like it interested me because it was this first party game. <laughs> Not first, but this uh this exclusive game and it was next gen and it was on Game Pass. All those things together kind of came for me to want to buy to play it. Um mm-hmm. and then you you play it, it's fine. I beat it again in like what since it came out on Thursday and I beat it already. Yeah. How long did it take you? Because it took me like, you know, six, seven, eight hours. I think probably six to eight. Yeah. Um and part of that uh whatever my game time would say on my achievements is wrong because of me just trying to optimize it <laughs> and then just mm-hmm. kind of giving up on it. Mm-hmm. But like I you know uh, go on. No, no, no. We'll talk about that later. I, I just I am a li- like I'm even more worried about Xbox's exclusives. Yes. Here's here's the thing. Let's say this w- let's have a fun fantasy here. Um not Lord of the Rings centric. Don't worry. Uh, let's have a fantasy here where the coronavirus it was not a thing. Halo Infinite, and and obviously I think there are more things that influence Halo Infinite's delay other than coronavirus. But let's let's call that the big one. Let's say Halo Infinite comes out as a launch title for the Series X. Now the medium comes out in uh, January, right? When it when it came out right now, I think th- this looks a lot better 
because it's not the first. Yes. And, and, and we're also assuming that Halo Infinite comes out and it's anywhere from good to like passable to, to really good. Um, I, I think that if Halo Infinite came out and, and or anything else came out before this as the first exclusive of this next gen stuff, I think that this would look a lot better mm-hmm. because it's like, well, you know, the medium wasn't great, but Halo Infinite looked great and it played great and all this stuff. But like this being the thing to launch everything off, it's kind of like, uh, Okay. <laughs> it's the thing to launch things off, and it's like the only thing on the calendar that you can circle. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I was really, really stoked for this game. I thought the dual dual reality stuff was awesome. I watched all the trailers and stuff, and then I, when I was playing it, I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of boring." So, so what what is what is in store then? Not much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. From from <laughs> yeah. from all what you're hearing, like, uh, I think the only thing that's kind of been from a from a Microsoft Studios perspective that's mm-hmm. been announced as Halo Infinite. Now, there's, of course, other games I think are coming out that are um, Xbox exclusives, but I don't think they're first party. Not that um, the Medium is a first party game, just to be clear. Um, like what uh, I can't think of the list off. I, I, the one I'm thinking of that I'm really interested in playing and excited for is 12 Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Daisy Ridley and. Yeah, it's like the, the, the loop game, the time loop game. Yeah. There might be a few other ones that I'm missing. So if I'm missing them, that's not the point of this. But I'm talking about Microsoft First Party Studios. This year it's announced that Halo Infinite is coming out, but like no date. We don't we I am worried about that game for so many reasons, other than the fact that, you know, it looked bad at that preview. I think I think the whole game is in a development issue. And if you even look back at, you know, Halo Five, it's not like that game was a was a rousing success by three four three, you know? Um yeah, you look at Halo 4. Not a rousing was, success, you know? You uh, look at Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. <laughs> like, people didn't like that. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, go on, sorry. Um, But then, you know, going through their other list, like, all their other studios, it's either kind of stuff that's TBA um, or stuff that's coming out in multiple places. Uh, I think uh, Psychonauts 2 is scheduled to come out this year, but that's not just for Xbox uh series x i mean that's for everything that's gonna be yeah cross gen cross gen and also on playstation um, is it yeah oh yeah because that when they acquired them that was something that was coming out like that they announced that that was coming out mm. first kind of like a, a death loop situation you know like right right the, the they've been acquired but after the fact but um and I mean, you have these big studios that have games on the horizon that are going to be pretty big. Horizon, that's a good game for the hey, PlayStation yeah. family. Um, <laughs> but like nothing that's necessarily going to be ready to come out this year or even like potentially hinted at coming out this year. And what does it mean to be next gen if you have an Xbox? And are they really going to hope that what moves Xbox is Game Pass? I don't think so. I, I I think that's still going to be something that, and we kind of talked about this last week uh, about how I still think that's a, a cost uh, inhibitor for a lot of people to get mm-hmm. Game Pass. It's still a big ask for people to buy that to get all this stuff, um, plus a new console. Yeah. So so here's what I think about that. First of all, uh, I think we talked about this on the show, maybe not last week, but the week before. Uh, someone, and this is going to be very specific and accurate because I'm definitely looking at the article that we cited. Um, someone at Microsoft said on some podcast at some time in 2021, hey, uh, we still have two more games that are unannounced that are coming out in 2021. Again, whether those happen or not is totally in the air. And what those even are, I mean, they didn't even say what they are, so who knows what that could even be. That said, 
you know, it makes me think like, okay, sure, maybe we might get more than obviously what's announced because what's announced is a Halo. <laughs> um, but but I'll say this about the Series X. Not that games don't look good on the Xbox One, because I think a lot of them do, but you definitely see the difference. You definitely for sure see the difference. Playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on Xbox One Quantum Break Edition is like so night and day different than playing it on the Series X. So I think, not not that obviously that sells itself because I don't think it necessarily does because I think you also need those games or those exclusives or whatever to move that. But I think it gets to the certain point where it's like, it wasn't a completely different experience, but it was a drastically much, much better experience on the Series X. I, and, and I think people start to see that. And I agree with that. However, when you have a game like The Medium, which is developed specifically for yeah, this system, yeah. and it's not running well, um, and you know, it, it's not like it's trying to overcompensate for something else. Like when people are developing specifically for the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation Five solely, and they're not worried about the cross generational mm-hmm. thing, they're going to start pushing hardware in ways that it's not going to be able to run things as beautifully as you could before. Because essentially, everything on PS4 and Xbox Series X just gets upresed and better on these new systems because they have more processing power behind it. And they're just better machines to do this kind of stuff that you can optimize it. But once you take that away and you start for the first time developing stuff directly for these, uh, you know, uh, it's not like you're going to have those no load times for things because eventually they're going to make games big and beefy enough that you are going to have load times. Things are going to be more graphically demanding for what the hardware can handle and then you're going to start running into problems. And I think I'm discouraged to see that the medium is like this um, because of that. Like, I would hope it would have been great because you have such a powerful, beefy m- machine, right? Oh, uh, I was surprised at how long the loading screens were. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, I mean, especially coming from other games like that pretty much loaded instantly. Uh, like, like the fact that there was downtime for me to pick up my phone after, you know, in certain sections or restarting it or whatever yeah. um, is, is wild. I mean, yeah. not wild, but like, I mean, it's not an next gen. It doesn't feel like an next gen game. It doesn't yeah. feel like an next gen title. Yep. And and again, I know this is like, as you said, like a smaller independent studio. And I, I'm not just like sh- here, like shitting on the medium, right? Like, because I I kind of like the game, so like, um, I I don't think like that is necessarily the you know the success of that game or the failures of that game is not necessarily like just on that game. I think part of the the thing that I'm worried about is what is next for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I totally see it. And, and I think that the problem is you have Sony come out with PlayStation, the PlayStation 5, and all of the like the launch events and announcement events, it was like, here are these big games that are coming. Here are some dates for some things. Here are is what's coming in the future. And it was kind of like, seeing the like that not it's not the exact same but it's like seeing that marvel timeline for whenever they do like their events where they're announcing all of the here are the movies that are coming out and and now with like all the shows you see that and you're like wow they have they clearly have a really overarching arching plan of here's what's coming out here's when it's coming out this is what you can expect not that microsoft doesn't have that plan i'm i'm assuming internally because i'm sure they do but that plan is definitely not public or, or as public and as structured to the public as maybe uh, Sony is. Because, you know, you say uh, what we just said. We know that Halo Infinite is probably coming out this year. Again, it's hard to, like, bet on that with COVID and everything. But 
Psychonauts? Is that <laughs> happening? Is there a new, you know, whatever? I know that there was that, what is it? Oh gosh, what's the spy game? Uh, Zero Dark, Perfect Dark? Or oh what? yeah, they did announce that, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, when are these things happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I just think that's that's the big difference there. And I, and I think that you are spot on in saying that the medium doesn't necessarily like bring a lot of confidence yeah in in that so now i the i think i and i know you know I, i'm allegedly a, a playstation fanboy here but i look at what could be in the future for microsoft and microsoft exclusivity mm-hmm. and i and i think it's exciting i think maybe oh, yeah. maybe this year is going to be a barren wasteland um but Let's fast forward for a couple of years when you start to have that the whole Bethesda acquisition, which looks amazing. I mean, really, like to think about what that could mean for Microsoft and exclusives on Microsoft, like most of those games are bangers. And if mm-hmm. those games are exclusive games that eventually they kind of change things that you can only get on Xbox, that's going to sell. I mean, those are going to uh-huh. be big properties to sell. And even if they don't, it doesn't matter. They still have it on Game Pass and that'll be great. But you know you have you know Obsidian Avowed looks like it could be fun. Uh, Fable will be fine. <laughs> I say fine because will it? I'm will sure it? Will, if you like Fable, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, okay, um, that makes sense. Everwild, uh, the rare game, you know whatever yeah. that will look like. That will be some. That will be something. Uh, then you, I, I mean, there's plenty of games that could be great if they come out from these studios. Uh, it's just you know scary for this year and i do think that there is something about how you start a generation is going to set the tone for the rest of it and mm-hmm. if if sony follows through and they get out horizon whatever it's called um forbidden west forbidden west too yeah, I got you. um <laughs> and if if they can get a god of war out this year which you know to be honest if they, if they do something similar to miles morales i don't think people are gonna be pissed about that even if it's a little bit shorter of an experience sure yeah um if they can do that, they're going to be so far ahead with with their kind of next generation plan. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I I am excited to see what is in store, but the problem is, for all of these games, for the most part, I have only seen a logo. Yeah. And I can't get excited about logos anymore. I just can't. I'm sorry, everyone. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, it's because you know because it's like you might as well just tell me that this is coming out in 2025 and so i can not think about it until 2025 or 2024 at the end of the year you know um so so that that's the whole thing it's just all these games we haven't really seen anything from so and speaking of dunking and uh i would say playstation mm-hmm. they dunked on everyone this month with their ps plus lineup Oh, their PS Plus lineup is so fresh. And it's got, so it's, yeah, go on. So it's Destruction All-Stars. Yep. Uh, it's Control Ultimate Edition, which remember uh, how people yeah. were pissed about that? Like, oh, I won't be able to play it on my next generation system and it's not going to look as good. Well, guess what? If you got PS Plus, you get the upgrade. Um, hey, that was us, just so you know. I, yeah, I know it was. <laughs> that was us, yeah. Oops. And yeah, that's fine. Concrete Genie, which is another one of the exclusives for the PlayStation yeah. 4 that I think I haven't played yet, and I'm one of the people who is a problem here. But I think, like, looking at that game, seeing that game, I think that's another great kind of exclusive to get. So you have those three games coming on PS Plus. And I know Microsoft is like, well, what about Game Pass? But yeah, what about those three games that you get for having PS Plus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a shame that, that the medium did not maybe 
come out the gate swinging in in that sort of way. Because here's here's the thing about it too. Like, it's not I I actively didn't like it. I thought it was boring. I thought it was paced very poorly. I was ready for it to end. Um, and it I thought it went on for like four hours longer than it should have. That said, it's currently sitting in, at a 71% on Metacritic for uh, the Series X and 76% on PC. So people are resonating with this game. People are liking it. But, like, you just made a face. Do you think that's high? For the PC, yeah. I don't know why it's higher. <laughs> but, again, I don't have the computer for it, probably. It, I don't know. if uh, I mean, I'm sure people do. But, like, it's just not a... Did not feel very optimized for the system. So I, I want to talk about the actual plot of this game. But and, before before we do that, before oh, we go yeah. into official spoiler zone, I want to say yeah, something. I want to I want I want people who haven't played it yet to know what I think about it before we get into the spoilers here. This is going to okay, be very okay. important. You might not like me for saying this. This might be what they call controversial. Go ahead. Okay, this game mm-hmm. is better. Oh, by a landslide. Oh, than Alan Wake. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening, everybody. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) No, I'm very serious about that. (laughs) By a landslide? Yep. (laughs) Oh, this this is great content, guys. (laughs) I don't even know it. Why? Okay, <clears throat> and I'm not going to get too much in the plot here, but um, I, I would say the two plot-wise are pretty reminiscent of each other. In my head, they're they're kind of like little echoes of each other. Okay, I think the uh, the puzzle solving is pretty similar, but better in the medium. I mean, the moment to moment gameplay in Alan Wake is worse. I think the 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 combat in it's not great. I think the I I looking at your face here. And I know I knew every, that I knew. Every, are you pranking me? Nope. The combat's oh not as gosh. great. I think the game I thought Alan Wake overstayed its length um with uh, a bunch of the, the little sub scenes. And I really was not a fan of the main character. Uh uh In Alan Wake? Yeah. I, I was not necessarily a fan of that story and how it was told. I think it was a little overly obtuse. Um, I think that uh, I understand why people might have liked it. And remember, I did play this game in 2020. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think games have improved in general from from there. Uh, but I never felt like I was happy to be in that world or wanting to know more about that world. Where in this game, I had a lot of questions about some of the world and the lore and the building and the characters. Uh, and I thought there was some some good stuff in this game. And I thought it was a much tighter package than Alan Wake. So with that, do you want to talk about spoilers? So, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I would just like to, the record to show. I think every single thing you just said, I disagree with. <laughs> like, like on a fundamental, wholehearted level. That's insane. Wow. Okay. And again, I'm looking at this for my kid glasses. Um, and and yeah. So let you know, let that show. And I did not experience it for the first time in 2020. Wow. Wow, I was not, I thought you were going to say this game is better than Layers of Fear, which I disagree with. Oh, I I think this is the best Bloober Team game by a mile, and oh that has nothing gosh. to again. This this is this is not about this game necessarily yeah. being amazing. Yeah. I think Layers of Fear is disappointing. Haven't played Layers of Fears too, but it's there on my system. And <laughs> right. um uh the uh Blair Witch was uh, a mess. Okay, all right. So I'm I don't even know where to begin with all of this. <laughs> 
with all you thought you liked the protagonist in this game more than Alan Wake. Did you finish Alan Wake? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. So so can I? I don't know if this. I don't know if me going through each thing that you just said is going to be a productive way to talk about it. <laughs> I think it might be. Um, well, well, let's let's start with like. I, I, and I don't want this to serve as a comparison to Alan Wake. What you said was wild and wacky, but um, I, I don't know if this game compares very well to Alan Wake because I think they're different games. Because it's not because Alan Wake isn't a puzzle game. There's no puzzles in Aaron, Alan Wake. Uh, it, whereas uh, I, I would say like a lot of like those like fill the generator, get the light in here, get this thing going. I think a lot of yeah, those okay, elements okay. are there kind of between the combat zones that you have. Um, and whenever I was playing Alan Wake, I was always like the com- I, I'm not looking forward to this combat. It wasn't necessarily like tension inducing. Mm. It was just something to get through to get to the next part. Yeah. Okay. But but w- with the medium, I, can you name a puzzle that you liked? Uh, I think they're better than the puzzles in, um, Alan Wake, but that doesn't mean they're great. I think the one that really stood out to me was when you had to get it. Are we in spoiler zone, by the way? Uh, yeah. I mean, you you can tell you you would recommend this game on the basis of it's on game pass. I would say if you like layers of fear and other bloober team games, if you, if you like actively like layers of fear, you'll like this game. Um, but I would not recommend this Uh, if, if. I would not recommend like buying this. Oh, I agree. I would not buy it. But that, Got but it. that again, there's a lot of, there's very few things I would buy. I would say buy Game Pass. Like if you're gonna, if you're thinking about a yeah, purchase, yeah, yeah. buy two months of Game Pass instead of buying this game. Uh, was it a sixty dollar game? Yeah, I'm sure. It ain't worth that. <laughs> no. Okay. 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 So, tell tell me a puzzle that you liked. Um, one of the one of the ones that I was really engaged with was, and I was kind of stuck at it for a little bit. Um, was the one when you had to get into the bunker, and you had to find the code to get into the bunker and it turned out to be the anniversary oh, the, yeah it, minus 10 my, it was it like was. it was like the date you bought the watch for the anniversary minus 10 i thought that was mm-hmm. kind of clever and i wish there was like a, a few more things like that you know what i mean like i yeah. thought that was kind of cool and creative um with it uh i also thought like some of the uh the puzzles uh, it was like the first time you encountered the skin that where you got the blade to cut through the skin and i have thoughts about that too not a good way but i like that whole like puzzle like puzzle area that you had to go through and i felt like they were just open enough that you had a lot of different places to go and kind of explore and find different things and the and it wasn't really like i almost felt like a couple times i'm like i should probably look this up but i didn't because really yeah i'm Hmm. also dumb remember that well yeah but i like i don't think that there was a single like in in you know, and I'm not saying I'm like super smart. Again, I couldn't play the witness, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like I didn't think there was a single puzzle in the game. Like it felt like it was building itself as a puzzle game, but like just go in the rooms, just go in all the rooms. You know, um, I I did like the, the, the only the only thing that I, I think comes close to a puzzle are two things: the thing you just mentioned, which is just critical thinking skills. It's not a puzzle. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. So, so it's not like you are given these these pieces and you have to put them all together in a way that makes it work. That's just thinking like, okay, well, what would the password be? Uh, oh, anniversary. This is the only item that I can look at. So there's that. Um, I would say that is the closest thing that comes to a puzzle or the um, the photo photography development thing <laughs> that they do twice. Yeah, and it, that's not a puzzle either because it tells you what to do. Like it tells you exactly how to do it and it was cool and that was the like 
my ears perked up when that happened because I was like, oh, a game <laughs> in this in this game. Uh, I think that this would be way better suited as in first person. And and like, I, I don't think it works when you start doing the dual reality thing, but just bumbling around this bombed out uh, a hotel is just like the most mind numbing thing in the entire world. So I, I think I do not like telltale games because I feel like most of them are like the adventure games I liked when I was a kid, but like mm-hmm. on autopilot. Like, yeah, yeah, like as, down. as good as the story is for The Walking Dead, the first one, I haven't played the second or the third one. Second one's really good. As good as that story is, it's the thought of me playing it again is just a little bit because the thing out of all those times when you have to walk around and just collect the stuff to move on to the objective and stuff. And I you get, didn't get that vibe from this, and I did to a point. And like, this okay. is a little, it was more engaging because you had just like little things. Like, some of the dual reality stuff was interesting to use because you, you know, when you had in one world your path was blocked, but the other one you could do those out of body experiences. And it's not like yeah. this stuff is that difficult. There was just, there was constantly a different type of, of thing to do and a different type of puzzle, puzzle in quotes, I can use that. Because again, this is not like the most witnessy critical thinking skill stuff. But right. they didn't just keep using the same mechanic over again in each new room you went in. There was slightly different things to do with the tool set that they gave you. They expanded it at just enough that I was like, oh, okay, this is something new. Like the one of the last times right before you get into that uh, bunker where, what is it, Richard and, and Lisa? Lisa? Was, your sister yeah i don't know um where where they were hiding <laughs> and they had the the maw or troy baker um was like in front of it and then you had to like get an out of body experience <laughs> kite him into a hole yeah yeah have your body and be taken or whatever him. like that was like something like you've done it a bunch of times you've 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 tried to sneak around this guy a bunch of different times but this time it was just slightly different that it was just like oh okay i'm not on autopilot anymore I thought I thought a section of the game that was good was when you are in the when you're dealing with the water levels mm-hmm. because like it w- that was when it was like okay I don't know where he is this environment is big enough where I don't know where the maw is and I got to kind of like you know sneak around and and the game isn't super clear about like the difference between sneaking and like holding your breath and all that sort of stuff and like if he can see you or not uh that's the problem is it's so unclear about what the game is so like you can hold your breath but it doesn't tell you like he can hear you breathing it doesn't have have you ever played resident evil zero one two or three the originals uh no um uh briefly but so those this this game is like the 2021 we're going to make it a little bit easier to play than those games are because i think those games because first of all you have like and they remind me of it because of the perspective of the camera which you know also, yeah, it's like that course, weird yes. like fixed perspective um that in silent hill yeah. yeah um but i think the resident evil games are really obtuse in a way that's not fun sure like the, the the original ones, I think the remakes did a good job of making them more accessible, and I think mm-hmm. more fun to explore the worlds and find the stuff. Like even how in the in Resident Evil Two, how they tell you when you finished a room and got everything out of it, like yeah, yeah. stuff like that helps. That's helpful. You didn't have yeah. that garbage in the original ones; that <laughs> they were bad. Um, yeah. But this one, it's like that, but it's it's simple enough that you don't feel like you're ever necessarily lost. And if you do feel lost, it's just because you haven't explored the room fully. Um, a fun puzzle, uh, just thinking about it, is the one with the mirror in the dollhouse. 
And I know it's just basically very simple yeah. A to B to A to B, and it's not that hard or not that difficult. But it was just like this is a cool new mechanic that I really you know haven't experienced before in this game. And they didn't keep coming back to that. It was a one time thing that they did, so I wasn't bored of it. And there was each little scene and each little basic area of that game was so different visually, what they wanted you to do with it, expanding what your tool set was. Like I I just thought it was as I was playing it. I feel like a lot of games like this, like when I get to a new world, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this again. But this one, I was just like, oh, what are they going to have me do now? Because hmm. I, I, I thought it was extremely linear. I mean, it's it's a linear story, which makes sense. But like, I thought it was like mind-numbingly linear to the point where like, I didn't think there were puzzles because it was use the item that you found in the previous room in the room here. You know, in in the same way that those Telltale games are like, I found a screwdriver. I wonder what I'm gonna do with this. <laughs> like, yeah. use screwdriver on screws. Um, and, and I got that vibe from it. And I I thought this was a snooze fest. I thought like, okay, okay. And so here are here's some actual spoiler stuff. So you are following. You end up like having this vision of. Um, what's his name? Was it not Richard? Who's your dad? Spoilers. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, that's rude. Steven. No, no, no. I mean, it's another, it's another basic white name. Thomas. Thomas. So you have this vision of your dad, Thomas, and then you, um, Thomas was also a medium. And then you are like reliving these moments as Thomas's like medium spirit self. And you find out that it's kind of unclear what happened with Thomas and his daughter, who you then realize is sadness. Um, great character name. And uh, very, very deep and interesting. And, and and like there's this like really long sequence like learning about, oh, here's what happened to Richard, this guy I've sort of been picking up after finding these notes about him and, and all this stuff. And with the game, the way the game was paced, I thought that was the end because I thought I was like, oh, this is what happened in the hotel. And then uh, I got an achievement when <laughs> I did the that first vision and it said, completed the first of Thomas's visions. And I was like, the first because like i thought the game had been building to this and then like no you still are gonna do like three more of these and i didn't find them interesting at all i don't know man and again i know it's objective but i didn't find it scary because i thought the, sh the spirit world uh, which is influenced by paintings by some polish uh artist do you have that name no you i didn't know that that's kind of interesting oh, okay. yeah it, it's the the way that the spirit world is um like created and, and and not animated but like designed is is based off of these paintings by this polish painter um and, and it looks really really cool but when everything is at like at a 10 level of like the staircase is made of bones it's like okay well that all just becomes very mundane because everything is a 10 you know what i'm saying um so when we were there it was clear that that those were supposed to be some of the more scarier parts but it was like everything is made out of bones. So seeing this like giant dog that has a human skull for a face doesn't really do anything for me. The, the smaller moments when the rooms got smaller and the spirit world changed up, there is a section when you're trying to get bolt cutters that I actually really liked the design of the spirit world where everything was like blue and black and there were like blue dead hands coming out of the walls. And I thought that stuff was really, really good. But when everything is like a nightmare hellscape, it's like, well, nothing is because everything is at this level you know do you know what i'm saying yeah 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 and and i think um 
geez, as uh, I mean, just kind of as you're talking about all this stuff, I, I don't think this is a scary game. No. And I think part of the I, it's like one of those games that it's not scary because I feel like for this character, it's not scary because this is her reality. <laughs> Right, but but that that was my question. It's like, are you afraid of this, Marianne? Because you're not acting like you're very afraid. Uh, it, like, do you see monsters all the time, or is this like a new thing? Because you never like let us know, like, yo, what the fuck is that? That's a giant monster, not a person I normally deal with. But I do think, like, if like the one time she seemed a little like, what the fuck was when you see the maw in like reality for the first time? Because she's like, this has never yes. happened before. And yes, I, and, and that's when it's like weird. And I think that if you were someone who is connected with like the out- outer world and the outer realm. What would be like considered grotesque and scary was probably normal for her because her entire right. life, I would assume that she was just going back and forth between these two worlds. And like, I really loved minus how bad they ran every time you had the cut scene where they showed the two worlds happening at once because yeah, that was cool. you would see her in the real world, like pick up a ball and give it to someone. And then the real world, she'd let go of the ball and it'd be floating there because in the other world, the girl would be holding it. And yeah. I thought those were shot well because those were interesting. What would have been a boring cutscene suddenly had me being like, ooh, that's interesting how they're showing the angle there or just a little bit off the angle. And I was engaged with those, again, minus the fact that they ran like crap and their lips weren't moving correctly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, that's why they gave everyone a mask, I think. <laughs> everyone, everyone other than Marianne gets a mask in the game because I think that they didn't want to have to deal with that. Anyway, go on. Um, and like, I think that stuff makes it just it, like it's different and it's unique. And I think the world is interesting. And I did not like. Let me tell you when I got sold on the game. I didn't like it. From, I can't believe we're having this conversation. I, Go on. No, this is great. This is a good. Is a good <laughs> no, conversation. no, 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 no. I, like, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I'm, I'm so interested by the fact that you. I mean, it. go on. T- like, if I'm, if right now you asked me to put a score on this, it'd probably be a seven point five. And the reason it mm. probably wouldn't be a little bit higher is because the technical things more so than anything. Wow, interesting. Okay, keep going. Keep talking about this. So I, when the game starts, you get this really interesting kind of prologue about um, your father-like figure who mm-hmm. had died, and you are basically going to release his spirit because that's one of the powers you have as a medium. You're, you have this like kind of special power of like if you know the person's name and you say their name, you can release their soul that's kind of trapped in this medium world to the next yeah. life. So I like that. I like the intro. And it was kind of cool because you found out that your adoptive dad was just was it was like the perfect adoptive dad for you because he worked at a funeral home. He was like a mortician and he died. Yeah. And it's really kind of sad because when you meet a spirit world in him in the spirit world for the first time, uh, he's like unaware that he's gone. Yeah. And, you're and he de- just recognizes you and you're dealing you with it. And you're like, oh, this is really hard for me. I know what I have to do. It's hard. And he does not understand what's going on. So you have this good, like, little goodbye moment. At the time, it doesn't hit with you because you don't really know what's going on necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in retrospect, I love how they start off the game for this. But then you go, you get this phone call saying someone needs your help. Is it Thomas, I think? Yeah. Yeah, Thomas needs your help. You got to go to this hotel or whatever place it is. Or, and th- then you're, like, going through this hotel. And I'm like, is this just going to be, like a game in which this girl who has medium powers does this like one case about this one kid who dies in this place. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, that's eh, dumb. You know, like I was just kind of this basic if this is what it's going to be. But then once you start to find out about the uh, Richard character and how I guess he's pedophile. It's ambiguous, but I would, I would say that that is, yeah, I think that's where they're well, going. That's where with I it. went with it. Um, yeah. But then you, you you start finding out more about the fact that, oh, this guy's a creep with this little girl. Um, then you become the Thomas character. 
and you have this cut scene where first of all at this point i still thought it was troy baker who was him <laughs> yeah me too me too the whole time i was like i was like is that really troy yeah, baker yeah yeah but you have that whole cut scene where it's him and he's basically inter- you introduced to his spirit half and how his spirit half is different than your spirit half they seem to be yeah he, he like talks to him yeah it's like, like this yeah. like sinister personality almost and it's like you don't want me to help you but i can help you kind of and there's this weird relationship going on and then you become that character and his powers are different from yours and you basically are going to avenge your turns out daughter Mm-hmm. from the person who did whatever he did to this person. And I got really invested in that part. And then you go back to being Marianne, and then slowly but surely, you realize that, wait a second, this story is your story. You're involved in this bigger narrative. This random phone call in this random place, turns out it's actually your life that's impacted by this because you're related to this whole thing because you're another daughter of this Thomas character. And as those breadcrumbs started to be like, like placed and revealed. And that's why I said at the very beginning of this, when we were talking about it, it's a, this, most of these questions are answered. It's ambiguous to start, but then the more you find out what's happening, it ties up these knots and it adds so much context to the beginning when you're talking to your, your surrogate dad to mm-hmm. the first time when you go back into the hotel room and then you the hotel and then you start to think about what those voice memos are that you get when you like hear the whispers and you listen to the stuff and you start to yeah, understand yeah. that story stuff and like it's just it's i really just like how they told the story and i think it's not a game i necessarily want to play again to understand the story like i don't think i need to replay this game 15 times or i would want to play this game 15 yeah, times yeah because when you say it's slow this is the type of game that when you hold the button to sprint you like oh run at a gosh. comically slow pace like you're running but it's just like slow-mo running the animation is so <laughs> it's bad, bad. it's bad really it's like a little jog and you're yeah. like oh gosh anyway it was go worse on. when you were uh when you're thomas i thought like it was really bad when you were Thomas. <laughs> I agree. Um, but like, as the whole thing goes on, it just—I just thought it like did a nice little circle tie up and made made it just an interesting world. And I wish I knew more about what happened with Marianne and and her medium powers. And will they make a sequel to this? I mean, they made a Layers of Fear too. But like, I do think there's some interesting things that they could do with a sequel of this because they ended in a way that definitely Whoa. opens up for a sequel. Does it? I was gonna say they end it in a way that absolutely does not let it have a sequel. So how it ends is they do. It's so, so good. Oh my gosh! It's I <laughs> I here I like I like this about you, Justin. You and I have different thoughts about different games, and I do like that about you. What you said about Alan Wake is I know I know lunacy. I, I figured um, I figured it would it would it would yes, uh, yes. trigger you, but um, I also mean it. I'm not just saying that to be like oh aggressive. I know I know. Um, but but so it ends with. And you, you didn't think this was dumb at all? Hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you find out that your sister, whatever her name is, Lucy or whatever, is still alive. Lily. <laughs> Lily. And and you... It was Lisa. Lily? Was it really? Yeah. I, I said Lisa at first, but that I was thinking no. of I was thinking of PT. Oh, gosh. that's Hey, that's a scary game. No. You want to talk about a scary game? PT. Um, so you find out, like... So first of all, so Thomas is dead, but his spirit lives on. And so you kind of talk to him and he holds off the maw, but it's implied that he is killed. We've been doing just fine holding off the maw by sort of sneaking past him like he's some sort of blind lunatic. But um, so you're like, he basically says something towards the end where it's like, you know where she is. And you go, the lake. 
And so you go to the lake and she's just standing at the dock. So she's she's been alive this whole time. Where does she live? Was she in the in the woods with the guy who was murdered horrifically in the in the tent? Where does she live? And so so you get there and you picked up a gun or did she have a gun? Someone had a gun. Uh, I think we, I think Lucy has a gun. Lily had a gun, yeah. Lily, okay, so you show up and she's like, so the Ma, Troy Baker, I created to help get us out of a fire that uh, was set by some guy when we were kids, but in return, he got to be free and go terrorize the world. And so basically, you are like, it, it, she's like, but please kill me because you can't kill him. So if you kill me, then uh, then he'll disappear. And then so you're like, uh, no, I'm going to kill myself, actually. I don't know how that makes this better for anyone because the maw is there. Well, but the maw wanted like basically um, to live inside of your skin. L- Lily, right? for whatever reason, like uh, I don't know. I don't know why he couldn't go back to Lily. Um, right. But like the maw wanted the uh, Marianne to be to like possess because the whole thing was the maw was looking for a new host, but couldn't find the right new host because um, everyone was not like a powerful medium. And the only person that could possibly do it would be Marianne. Got it. Yeah. So, but, so you're like, uh, <laughs> I will kill myself instead. How's that treat you, Troy Baker? And then like, you know, suspenseful, like who, what's she going to do? Who's she going to shoot? And then it cuts to black and you hear the gunshot. And I think if you do a sequel to this, uh, the only thing I like about the ending is like, I, I don't know what she did. I do not know. So, and if you do a sequel, you have to confirm like she killed Lily or she killed herself. Oh, dude, you're, you're missing a, a key part to this. Uh, inform me. So me in. not so at the very end, basically, it's like she's going to shoot herself, and then she hears that that repetition. Uh, I forget the exact quote, but something about like something you can't always save everyone. And then she like opens her eyes, and then cuts to black. You hear the gunshot. Now that's not the important part. The important part okay. is when they show Thomas's soul leaving the hotel. Is that what that was? Yeah, that was Thomas, the person you thought was dead. So my question to you, did the Maw possess the soul? Is Thomas, his his spirit, a good or bad person? I'll because say that he, he gave me bad vibes. He did the whole I mean, time, like, except like, for the end, which was weird. Right? Yes, like, there, there was the like attacking a pedophile part, which, hey, good job. But... Uh, apart from that, I was like, I don't know if you and, are my friend. And like the whole time is like Thomas's thing was like he would go inside of these crazy people and he would destroy like the trauma that was inside of these these people to help them like to, to I guess I don't know what he did when he destroyed them, but he'd go inside to like fight the darkness and the trauma. And every single yeah. time it was a child. So basically you had this this Thomas character go in and kill children. And I know that's yeah. like it's like a metaphor, but that's also inherently messed up. Yeah, that he's going in and like almost killing their innocence to like punish them and, and separate them and their souls and stuff. But so but. thinking about that and thinking about that, his daughter was Lily, who had this darkness inside of him that was released that made a deal with this demon in order to do that. Then at the end, I thought what was going to happen was Thomas was going to kind of possess you like he did with the children to like free something with Marianne because he does that thing mm-hmm. like right before he fends off the maw, which again seems a little suspicious that he would do that. I guess, so. and then you don't see any of that because what you know, if you watch a thriller and they show a gun in the beginning, um, you're seeing it. You're going to see it at the end, or yeah. in a thriller, if they don't show someone die, you know what that means? They're not dead. Yeah. So the fact that they didn't show that interaction between the beast 
and him that you let him out after his last interaction was being cornered and trapped in a cage by the hound character. I think uh-huh. that he is no good. I think he is part of the bad the badness in there. I think I would assume I would assume if I would my canon ending is that she shot her sister. Okay. Because it doesn't make sense for her to shoot herself, I don't think. No, and also it's like, yo, you just learned that this was your sister. Right, like exactly. I know, I know. Like, like and, and of course, that is, you know. So you have like, you have that side of things that I think is going to be, would be a very interesting next step, but I also think learning about her from the beginning and where she came from is going to be interesting. Learning about why Thomas was so reluctant to let his twin kind of come in and do stuff. I think that's interesting, and I would like to see what they would do with it. Um, I, you know, I don't need it. I'm not going to be, if they say the medium two is coming out, I'm not going to circle that on my calendar. I think that's forever going to be smudged by this, but like, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time with it. What can I say? I thought it was a, a nice little, a nice little piece, uh, piece of game to play. Um, and again, I didn't keep playing it because I was just obsessed with where the story was going. I think there was definitely like, when you told me to just play an hour and I, I finished that first kind of like puzzle area before you go get the bolt cutters, that's where I like ended mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good with this game. And I was going to just stop. But then I, you know, it was, it was like eight o'clock at night. I put it back on and then I got really engrossed in it. That is, it's so funny. I did not think you were going to resonate <laughs> with this game at all. I like, like, I really, I really thought that this was not going to be for you. It's just, it just felt quite boring in my opinion of just walking through these rooms and and i mean it clearly takes all that inspiration from you know original resident evil and original silent hill and stuff but i don't think that it has quite the impact of either of those games obviously they set out to do different things i didn't think it was very scary the only part that i thought was tense at all is what we were talking about with the with the water valves where the maw is just like sort of walking around did you so when when you're not in the spirit world the maw is invisible like he's got a like a really small outline um only when you're using the spirit sense mode or whatever it was right right uh but you didn't think that like when you have a, the a enemy be invisible for so long it's like i found that to be frustrating because it was like oh i didn't see him because i, I couldn't see him so i got caught you, did you find that frustrating at all i i did what i usually do in like horror games and i just ran as fast as i could past him and like you know one sure. out of every two times he'd kill me and the other time <laughs> i just get by him <laughs> you know and i found it like yeah. sometimes like again uh, this game's not a perfect game it's not like a gameplay marvel but like sometimes if you ran right right kept going like right when he first appeared his like ai didn't he wouldn't like, catch up to yeah you. his yeah. ai wouldn't register that i did have a really hard time in that one part where you're in the underground uh like sewer area and like he like comes out like you think you're chasing your dad or your surrogate dad person and then he like chases yeah. you down the hallway and you're supposed to like push the thing to block him i couldn't figure that out yeah and i and i kept trying to like quickly like use the 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 bolt cutters to open the bolt cut and he, every time i get up there he'd like catch me um but like i had some issues with that kind of stuff but um you know i i i, I did think it was it wasn't a bad game wow I'm I'm glad that you played this then. <laughs> you know it's funny. I would I would recommend Layers of Fear over this. Oh. Because because it does a similar thing with a painter who's kind of fucked up and like I think it does like a like a uh, surreal is the wrong word. Like a really weird spirit kind of world. Not better than this, but I think that it gets weird better than this game does. Because because it's so mundane to Marianne cuz she's like yeah whatever. <laughs> See, oh, oh, I'm I'm playing a piano made of teeth. Yeah, that's fine. Um, 
See, I think, Whereas, I think, yeah, I just think like with with where you're going with the layers of fear thing. I think what kept me more interested was I think that layers of fear was kind of like a very like isolated look at a person. Yes, and yes. obsession and whatever. But this one, I, I the world and the characters are what eventually got me, and I thought the story was engaging enough to push me forward. Sure. Uh, but but I would also say that something I liked about Layers of Fear, and not, again, not that I love the Layers of Fear, but what I would give it to over this game is, I thought, and I said this before, I thought this game was entirely too long. And because of that, um, like Layers of Fear wasn't a great game in my opinion, but it, the be- like the worst it could be is like, over. It, the worst it could do is overstay its welcome. That game, you got what you needed to, and then it ended, and you're like, okay, cool. Whereas this game, like, after each, like, thing that happened, after each big moment, I was like, okay, and now we're done. And now we're done. I found the last, you, when you're uh, in the spirit world, you can find these, like, echoes of moments. Um, And I found the last one. It's, like, (laughs) two hours before the end of the game. (laughs) And so I got the achievement that was, like, you found the last thing. I was like, oh, cool, we're at the end. And then it just kept going and going and going. But... Yeah, that's that's. Um... I I think just how I play games too is probably I think this helped me um, because what I like to do when I play video games is like kind of know where I am in it. So what I'll often yeah. do is I'll look up like a guide, but just look at like mm-hmm. the chapters to kind of gauge where I am. And I sure, think, sure. at least in the case of this game, because I knew like theoretically how far I was in the game like oh I've, I've done half of these objectives I still have half the game to go I kind of realistically knew how long it would take me yeah that, okay, makes sense. that makes sense so like yeah, I, yeah. I had my expectations like met with how long it was because I wasn't just playing it like from moment to moment just kind of like oh, is this is going to end or like how much longer do I have um mm-hmm. so th- I think that made my playthrough a little bit better because I wasn't surprised by the length sure yeah that 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 makes sense um yeah, well, hey, there's <laughs> that's the medium. Uh, take from that conversation what you will, and and I think I said this too. I probably fall in that same camp as you. Is like if you got Game Pass, give it a try. At the very least, it's it's a good looking game. Um, for screenshots, uh, there, there are some there are some environments that I like. When you go into that green room, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Lillian. Oh yeah, her name was Lillian. Yeah, because Marianne, Marianne, Lillian. Yes, yes, yes. So when sadness is, you're like, you're like, so what's up with Richard? And she's like, he actually sucks. And then he, she like runs away, and you're like, Lillian. And that happens like eight times. Um, <laughs> stop looking away from this girl that just disappears. I know. It's like ah. Um, but there's a moment where you like go into this room, and this is sort of when you're starting to like realize like, oh, Richard had like a clearly had a not good relationship with this girl. Um, it it is an interesting environment, um, but yeah, you give it a try if you want. I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in summation, for me, um, this would not be a game I would purchase or a game that I would circle as being a Justin Matkovich game. But yeah, again, Game Pass, it's great, and like I don't mean that to be like a reductive thing, but I I feel no. like you know a game like this is kind of perfectly suited for Game Pass because it is such a short experience. Um, mm-hmm. Not that eight hours is an inconsequential time to 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 have some to play something, but um, I I think I don't want to I don't want to retread on other things, but yeah, just play it. Yeah. I don't, you know, you said you don't want to be like reductive and saying it's on Game Pass, but that's 
kind of what's great about Game Pass is, you know, something that comes out that gets kind of mixed reviews from people. Well, now you can just try it. And if you don't like it, well, good. You didn't, you didn't put a bunch of time into it. But then if you do like it now, you're like, oh, cool. I'm glad I, you know, yeah, was I, able to take a I risk would on never it. have played Minecraft Dungeons in a million years. Sure, yeah. Unless and it you was on it, Game didn't Pass. You? It, and it was fine. I would say play Diablo yeah. over that if you're going to pay money on something. But because I didn't and it was there, and if you already played Diablo and it's free, play it. Yeah, well, there you go. Justin, you want to know a better horror game that came out this last week? Resident Evil Maiden. It scared <laughs> me really bad. Uh, uh, that's that's how you make that's how you make a scary game. Put me in a room. Be like, you got to drain the blood to get the key. Okay. And then you turn around, and then when you turn back, all this stuff has moved. Ooh, that's scary. So, Ooh. wait, you, you don't find it scary to take, like, a little, like, knife and, like, just slowly and awkwardly for a little too long cut through, like, a skin chest? Um, You didn't find that? You didn't find that spooky? And, like, spooky no, because I couldn't, like, get the joystick to go in the right way, so I'm just ended up wiggling it back and forth in order to get to the end there. <laughs> Uh, so here, so I think this is a wonderful example. So in Resident Evil Maiden, which is the demo for Resident Evil Village uh, that was that dropped this week, um, you play as a silent protagonist. You don't say anything, but you can tell that you don't want to be in the dungeon that you're locked in, and escaping is like your goal because clearly they're eating people or drinking their blood or whatever's going on here. It's not quite clear. That's scary, and because the protagonist doesn't say anything. I'm using my own like level of knowledge about the world to say, hey, this does not seem like a good place to be. I'm scared. In the medium, do you remember her reaction when she has to cut open a giant flap of skin the first time? I don't remember the wording, but I would love if you knew it. She goes like, that was weirdly satisfying. <laughs> uh, what? Did you just say? Uh, excuse me, what? And it happened like 25 times after that. You do it. You do it a bunch. But she treats it like another day at the office, just cutting open a giant flap of human skin. So do you know what I'm saying? Like the context that it's framed is so different. And and yes, I think that is gross. I think that's really spooky. But the fact that she treated it as just like a regular thing that happens, I was like, oh, so then this isn't. This is sort of you know business as usual. Whereas in Resident Evil Village, obviously a different protagonist because they don't say anything. But um it's scary because it's like, I know that that's scary. Whereas in the medium I go, I know that that's scary, but Marianne is like totally cool with it. So it tells me to calm down. I just realized I don't like the, the, the phrase flap of skin. And I think you said flap of <laughs> human skin. And I think that made it all the worse. <laughs> Did you like maiden? We'll talk about this for like two minutes. Yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought maiden was, 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 was fine. I thought the, uh, playable uh demo for resident evil 7 was better and creepier yeah i agree um i and i i did that thing when like i tried to like run at the the thing that i was supposed to avoid like the first time you see that vampire woman um yeah right before you get in the room and put the eye in the door i like ran towards her and then that kind of ruined everything at that point because it was supposed to be scary but i was like this is dumb um so i kind of ruined that moment when she chases you at the end by doing it sure. there but it did I, she chase you there yeah, like she like killed me. Oh, really? Like I, I ran after her and I like I was like doing that thing where you're like running like right at her face and like the animation yeah, yeah. of her like turning around and recognizing I was there just took a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that makes sense. And the developers uh, like, You're an idiot for doing this, but okay. 
Like, are you? Hey, think about it. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was. It was it made me excited for Resident Evil Eight because I liked Resident Evil Seven, and this, I am. I am tentatively excited. I am trepidatiously excited for Resident Evil Eight. That's a five dollar word, uh, because. Resident Evil 7, I think, worked really well because it was really small scale, and then it ramped up at the end to being really big scale. With uh, Spoilers, whoops. About, like, it's an old game. Not old. You've had four years. Um, you know, it ramps up at the end to being, like, a giant monster, whereas this one seems like we're seeing giant monsters in the trailer sort of left and right. We'll see We'll see how that lands, but... Um, can I, the, the demo is good. Yeah, what's up? Can I make a quick prediction? Yeah. I bet you any money. Okay. Like a dollar. I'll say a dollar. Okay. That I prefer the medium over Resident Evil 8. Are you kidding I me? I bet you any money I will. I just know okay. me. When you say when you say you prefer, are you referring what what do you what do you mean by that? Like I will like the medium better than Resident Evil 8. Wow. Did you love the medium? Like you didn't come off like you loved it. <laughs> no, I didn't love it. I just, I like the the second they say like, and it's got the inventory management system of Resident Evil Four. That is a sign yeah, that I'm going like, to hate okay. that game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Resident Evil Seven did. It had the same thing. It didn't have like the case that you had to open and everything, but it had the same sort of. You don't you don't like inventory Tetris? I think I think that, I think there's a reason I haven't played Resident Evil Seven other than the fact that i just have been waiting for psvr and that's like oh, i'm just not sorry a resident. About the spoiler oh i'm sure i'm i'm you told me it's a big monster i was assuming there'd be a big monster in <laughs> yeah there. okay 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 <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah but and, and at that point like it has sort of it sort of stops being scary because by the time you here's the thing the amount of time it takes to get an automatic weapon in a video game and the amount of time that it takes to continue to be scary is like inversely proportional. <laughs> <laughs> anytime anytime they're like and here's the uh the assault rifle it's like ah oh, so it's not a scary game interesting <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but um all right well hey thanks for listening to our podcast this week episode 28 here of hitbox and um Oh, it's so funny. So in our so we have our show notes that we keep to to uh, for our discussion, but then I have my show notes that are just like what to say in the intro. And uh here's the link for the Lord of the Rings Gollum uh delay. I didn't re- I didn't I forgot that I put this here. <laughs> so uh <laughs> you want to talk about Lord of the Rings? Anyway, um thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at hitboxpod or you can send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Additionally, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, and leave a review there if you feel so inclined. You can also share it with a friend if you liked what you heard. That would mean a lot to us. Um, Justin, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Alan Wake, more like Alan can't keep me awake. <laughs> Am I right? The medium rocks. The medium, more like the small and boring, <laughs> and I didn't like it. Whatever. Old games are old. Bye. <laughs>